we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up to ignite the legend inside of you and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're gonna show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. We've got a great guest for you guys, but we like to kick things off with a Patreon question of the day. And today's question, what weapon would you choose in a zombie apocalypse? Mark, we'll let you go first. I get just one? One to start, but I'd like to hear your options. I mean... as a combat controller, not not a weapons guy. I mean, you need a you need a. a, a I'll take a uh, a Glock forty five and an M four, an AR. Keep it simple. Okay, all right. First of all, are we talking like what we actually have access to, or can we can we go with like Iron Man's suit? <laughs> Technically, we have one of those. Technically, that's how it exists. <laughs> we just don't have access just yet. Somebody that's listening to this show has access. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to grab that. I'm gonna have to grab the uh, the lightsaber. The freaking Islet and the Mipley, and then have one of the the AC 130s overhead just throwing bombs just, down, right? Just yeah. lightsaber and the the mess out of them. That was the first thing that popped into my head. What the he says, check. good answer. But yeah. I mean, at our arsenal, yeah, I want them angels in the air flying, and you just had to point, just swing that sucker around and drop wrath of God. I'm thinking something like yeah. a a tank or a bulldozer, something you can just like plow through just mow them down see i'm thinking practicality something that you don't need ammo for something that you can reuse over and over like a sword uh, something yeah. like that like water water like, just flood it down with alligators yeah oh, flood them down go. and burn them out oh fire we talked about fire before like fire is one of those tools that is just universally that's right yeah Korean, yeah. It's one of the strongest weapons. A little spark. Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for the Patreon question. Hey, guys, if you're not joined our Patreon yet, check it out, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. Get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content. We do some YouTube lives. We do some Patreon lives uh, exclusively just for you guys, our Patreon community. So make sure you check that out. We've got an incredible guest in store for you guys. Mark Lauren is the internationally recognized expert in bodyweight training and the author of the best-selling book, Strong and Lean. He's a veteran and former physical trainer of nearly 1,000 elite special operation warriors, including SEALs, Rangers, Green Berets, Force Recon teams, and Air Force Commandos. Mark, welcome to the show, man. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here and a real honor. All right. One, one of the things, there's, well, not one of the things, there's a lot of things that get overlooked in our community. A lot of, everyone can look at us now, and, and we, I didn't even know this, this, this happened, because we, we lose sight of that once we get to the other side, and you've kind of developed yourself. Even though it's a slow process for us, it takes a lifetime. Even when you turn back to teach it to the kids, they, they, you know, and the younger ones, they're always like, hey, I need this right now. I want this right now. And you're like, hey, man, it takes a little bit of time. And the most important thing that we do in our communities is how, what we do to our bodies and how, how well we condition them and we stay in shape. We feed the mind, body, and the spirit. That's, that is an integral part, not only to live life, but to, to, to live the way we do. So, uh, Mark, thanks for coming on here because I want to, this is what we're going to get into. This is what your specialty is. I mean, you've been training us for a long time. Uh, before we, congratulations on your book. We'll get into that as well. But I like to back it up, like where you come from. A lot of us, most of us don't start like this. We start on the other side of the spectrum. The, the, you know, we had to get our asses kicked for a long time just to kind of break that shell, break us out of that. And if, if, if you don't mind, man, if we can get into that, just tell us where you come from. I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm 45 now. Um, I've been training, like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think a lot of times people expect something to happen within the next couple of months. Um, but I mean, I can honestly say it, it, it was, it's been decades of training and it takes years of training. So, um, I, I started with fitness back when I was, um, um, I mean, even when I was nine years old, I was doing push-ups and sit-ups next to my bed and things like that. And I got up to over 600 sit-ups basically where I could do like indefinite sit-ups, um, and, and just doing a bunch of push-ups. Once I hit puberty, I got more serious basically just for the same reason as everybody else. I just wanted to, to look better. I was like a skinny, scrawny kid. And uh, I was self-conscious about the ladies and things like that. Um, so I, I just started training really hard as a teenager and uh, wrestling, bodybuilding. So what, did some body if, if you don't mind, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stop you, but I, I, we're the same age. So our generation is right. different. Like what yeah. sparked you to do that? I know the same thing. Our movies, everything in our huh. culture that we grew up around kind of led us in that path. I felt like. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I grew up playing with, I mean, so I lived in Germany until I was nine, uh, where my mother's German and I was growing, I grew up with He-Man. Yeah. Right. And right. When, I mean, so those were all like bodybuilding, um, dolls basically. And then when I came to the United States, it was GI Joe's. That's right. Yeah. It was just, a, it was, a, it was yeah. even our badass. toys look badass. They all have muscles yeah. everywhere. And I thought that's what we were, I mean, turns out our whole generation looks like that. Not only the military, hell, the civilians work out harder than we do, just trying to, to emulate what we did. I, I, bro, sometimes I'll run across some civilians and they're like, hey, I do this, 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 and this. If you can just teach me what you did so I can get as hard as you. I'm like, hey, look here, brother, man. What you just told me was pretty significant. <laughs> I mean, some, yeah. of them, some of them um, get after it. Well, I think one of the things in the military, too, is um, you, you're doing a lot, but you're doing things that are not on your terms. 
Wow. Well, there's it no is, bigger truth than that right I think there, that man. That makes a big difference. <laughs> like setting together your own schedule and having somebody else put it together is right? just different. You know? Yeah, no, oh, that's right. God. That's that's a great way to say that. I'm sorry, man, but that is an absolute great way to like, you don't have a damn choice. Your ass, right. you're, you're, that's, it's just what it is. And they're going to find all the things that you hate most. Well, every, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you've been in there before. You're definitely, we're from the same crew. Go I mean, ahead. so I, as an instructor, they're like, you're, you're, I mean, sure. Like I, I put together good program exercise programs to, 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 you know, to get the best results and how do we, you know, get, get more guys through and all this kind of stuff. And, um, but I mean, in the end, you, you still, you still have a big part in, in who gets to end up on a team and who doesn't. Oh, and, sure. and yeah. a big, like, it's important that we like you. So, um, I don't know. So, okay. I mean, well, part- talk, that's important. And I, right. I, I, I man. So I, the other day I was, sitting at my kid's basketball game and watching the coach yell at all the kids. And I remember thinking there's that, that difference. And this is why discipline's so important. I think, because mm-hmm. if you teach your kid discipline and respect yeah, that respect part, because respect comes with discipline, then you can send him out and he can learn from anybody because a person will, a human being will automatically notice that. Absolutely. But if you leave that part out and try to teach them everything else, then they won't be able to do anything. It's the foundation for everything else. Okay. Thank you. I agree with I you mean, on that one too, man. I mean, my whole thing about fitness and, and, and life in general, uh, my, my whole spiel really is it's, it's about fundamentals. It's about basics. It's because the, like the basics are the things that they, that get universally used. Like they're always getting used and everything is built on them. Everything depends on it. And I would say characteristics like, like respect and discipline. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like what, 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 what your parents need to teach you in the very beginning to, to get you. Yeah, to how get far you that get, I mean, you just, you said it. Hey, man, man, look, bottom line is I don't care what program we're in. If you piss off your instructor, they don't freaking like you. I mean, as opposed to if you do have discipline and you're just, you know, you're trying your ass off, and, but, but, but you're still respectful, then that, that opens a door for you. They're like, hey, man, this guy is trainable and this, that, and the other. But if you're a dick on top of not being able to get something done, oh, no, that, that's not, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it, it comes through immediately. Immediately. And, and, and some guys kind of have to learn that once they get there. Um, some do, some don't. And if you don't, then, um, you know. Oh, it's hard. We, we, yeah. Dude, it's yeah. hard, especially if you got guys like us teaching you. Yeah, we're going we're gonna fi- to find a way to, oh, to get man. you out of here. And people, <laughs> that's another thing. It's like, you don't understand. There's ways to mess with it. You hadn't even, you can't even put in your head. Right. And team, team pressure is a big part of that. I mean, because it, it, it's not an individual failing. It's, it's, a, it's a team yeah. always failing and succe- succeeding together. So, I mean, um, yeah. That's a great way to say that too. Cause when you're growing, when we're working out and when you're suffering in there as a team, a lot of times you don't even realize how strong you're getting. Cause you're looking at everybody else and you're watching them get strong thinking you're getting left behind. But in reality, that's not what's going down. Man, if you're still operating with them at a level and the teachers and the instructors are keeping your, it doesn't matter how bad you're getting your ass kicked. If you keep going up the next day and they keep kicking your ass, then you're in the right spot. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, I mean, that, I guess that goes back to, 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 to discipline. And I mean, at, at that point, it's not just like discipline about the, like the individual doing his own thing. It's the discipline of doing or everybody doing the same thing. Yeah, that's right. And being uniform. How about that? Right, like especially when it really starts to hurt and really starts to suck. But you know what? Like if if we catch you're you're trying to do twenty flutter kicks together as a team, 
and there's one guy not sounding off, one guy bending his legs, the whole team stops and you get to start over. Yeah. Uh, so it's oh, yeah. uh, up together, yeah. down together. That's what it, I mean. I would always growing up, one of the guys who taught me, he was like up together, down together, live together, die together. You're not a team start over. And here's the deal is, is um, if you want to become a team, you got to suffer with each other. You want to see what somebody looks like when they get pissed, especially right. if they get pissed at you. Not, not, not get mad at the situation while you're standing there with them. Cause that you, I mean, all of those will generate a different emotion out of somebody. And if you want to see what that's all about, get into the, into the working out with them or get into a sport or something. I think real character does not reveal itself when everything is great. Like oh, every, yeah. everybody's cool and nice when, when there's no hardship. I mean, it's really like when, um, life really starts to suck that you see people's true colors. And I <laughs> oh, think yeah. that's like what selection is largely about. Like we want to see what you're about and your ability to adapt and your ability to make sacrifices for the team. Um, yeah. That's a good way and to say that. It's like strength almost strength like squeezing it. Really because like how strong are you really as an individual? Um, real strength comes like when, when, when you can put together a good team and kind of set aside your own wants and desires uh, for, for, for the team's goals. Oh yeah. When you, you said that. That's perfect the way you said it. It's almost like a life will, if you want to see what that sucker's really mean. Like, I see the outside chassis, but I want to know what the motor looks like. Then you squeeze mm. it with life, and it comes out. And like, oh, oh there, there it is right there. That, that's what that looks like when, he get, when they get pressured. And, and pressure can also mold it and change it, especially if everyone around you. Like, if you get hit and go down, and someone tells you that you're doing bad and you're a turd and all that, you'll probably think that. But if you get hit and come back up, especially if the one hits you said, hey, man, you're doing better, keep going then that, it changes everything. It does change everything. And, and I, I think it's, it's, it's also one of those situations where you're, you're constantly facing failure. You know, we're like, oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. constantly put in situations where, I mean, you're not necessarily quitting because you only get to fail. You only get to mess that up once and then That's you're right. done. Oh that, yeah. Unless you go through the course. One time. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 it Essentially, I guess, like you're you're constantly put in situations where you're screwing things up and failing, and you're you're just brushing yourself off and doing it again. You're How doing about it that? Again. You're doing it again. It's almost it's like that. our crew, like our our section of whatever we're made of. Like there's an absolute part of life that that it's constant failure, beat down, and suck. And you got to have somebody in it all the time, or it will it will just it will just metastasize into the community. So with us, we step into it, and every day you know you're gonna get your ass kicked. Like, you know right. that's going to happen. So we just stopped yeah. thinking about it. It's like, hey, man, everybody hates us anyways, no matter how hard we try. I know it's, life's a kick in the face. Well, then you just get good at it. You're like, hey, this is what we have to do. This is our, this is our, our deal. How about that? I mean, I think, I think it's a powerful lesson. I mean, I, I can honestly say that um, whatever um, success I've had in, in the civilian community, um, it's all built on, I would say, repetitive failures for the most part. Um, I, I know, I guess it's not always like that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think success is typically built on failures, you know, it's not always that way, but it, it's, it's a good thing to kind of, uh, to, to, to somewhat be okay with, you just brush yourself off and you do it again. Yeah. It's like kicking the wrapping paper off of success, that failure. I mean, it's just, just you yeah. gotta go, you're going to pull something out of it. If it's worth going in there. It's it, well, it's not a failure until you've given up. Is kind of how, how how I look at it, yeah, and, and 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 with each sort of iteration, um, and, and again, it's not really truly a failure, but let's say a setback or something like that. Um, 
you know, that that's that's where you learn and you adapt and uh, and eventually ho- hopefully overcome. Well, I mean, think about how we're raised. Every test we take when we're in school, you, when you fail it, I mean, they actually fail you. When, when as soon as they tell you what the answer is, you know it. I mean, like at that mm. moment, you know it. So, you, I mean, you actually learn something. And it, when we're going through phase training, I mean, when I fail runs, I mean, I, we would get, we failed everything. I failed everything. But it's just kind of like, yeah. all right, well, if you know that's the case and you still show back up and then there's no, there's not a moment where you take something away like you're a winner. <laughs> you know, that's just, hey, man, it's like going back and overlooking the third grade. It's like, you don't carry. We're through that. Guys like us don't ever look back on those beatdown days and go, hey, you remember that day we got our ass whipped so bad? Let's think about that. Like, no, I remember what I learned from it, though. But I got time for all that other mess because there's something else coming. Yeah. I would actually say, too, though, that um, a lot of times the, the guys that aren't really super physically strong in training end up becoming some of the better operators. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like every once like you, you, every once in a while you get. I mean, who, who really excelled in, in, in training with all like the PT and all that? I think like water polo players every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes wrestler, but wrestlers w- w- would do really well. But. I would say like my best students and, I, and I've said it often were typically like farm boys Yeah. Uh, that, that grew up problem solving, doing real work. Um, they typically come from, you know, pretty united families. Um, and, and, and they weren't usually like great at pushups and things like that. Cause why would you do pushups on a farm, but yeah, you're doing exactly. real work. Um, they, they were the best, I think. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Those guys that you see in the class that are that aren't at the top or the bottom, they're getting beat down. They're not. They're not. Something else is getting taught. They're learning something else. If they're if they're in that program going through it and, and they're struggling, something else is getting taught. I mean, in, in a struggle, that always happens. Whether it's mental, the physical part, they're learning, and, and yeah, and it's that that ability to switch that up because the guys who come in with the physical ability sometimes they suffer on some obstacles that the other guys wouldn't, and vice versa. That's why they put us all together. Wow. How far is, I mean, because when, when you and I started, I remember push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups. I mean, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone. I mean, you, you know, across the board. Those guys were ripped up. You kind of, we didn't have the internet. I mean, you right. kind of went down to the gym, the school gym. It was nothing but steel in there. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't Nautilus and all that. The band, I mean, that didn't even, CrossFit didn't exist. Um, right, right? Just mean, squat rack and a bench press. We were growing up. Yeah, I mean, we grew up without the internet, like you said. Um, I mean, my first book was Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding oh, that my parents. Do you still have that? I don't. Bro, that was the first one. 
That was the first book. My mother brought that. I'll never forget that we were watching Commando and that book came out, Encyclopedia Bodybuilding. I, I have looked for that thing. I, I, I tried to order. I mean, bro. Oh, it's hard to find now? It's, yeah, it's a classic. No, we had sure. that same book got me too, man. Yeah, I mean, so I, I got a weight set um, and and Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, and I, I started lifting weights. So it, it started out with bodyweight exercise, like push-ups, sit-ups, et cetera. Then I had that book. Um, and then, and then I basically transitioned to like all these bodybuilding magazines, like muscle and fitness. And, uh, um, I think Weeder had a magazine or, but, but the, the information, in those magazines was useless. I mean, I, I could have probably filled my entire room from, from, from floor to ceiling with those magazines. And I could probably count on one hand, the number of like useful articles I read, um, which, I mean, if you compare that to, to what people have now in terms of, um, access to information. It was just a totally different time for, for fitness and training. Talk about that. I, I, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Completely. I completely agree with you on that one. I mean, it's transformed. You can't walk into the gym now, everyone, because I do this every year. I'll break it down for you. They know, I mean, everything. They study the body, what works with what individual. Like when we were kids, mm -hmm. it's like, everybody get in there and do this. Do that one thing. It'll get you there. Now they break it down to each individual and train up. So... I mean, th there's definitely been an, uh, a real evolution of of fitness and how to approach things. I mean, so for me, um, I was, you know, I was wrestling. I, I was I was doing bodybuilding. I was lifting weights. I was doing bodyweight exercise, and and then I got into the special ops community as a combat controller. Um, and, and one of the things that that like always surprised me, and it continued to kind of surprise me throughout my twenties was like how all my strength training and exercise exercising a lot of times. Um, and this is like, I'm kind of mentioning this now because it's, it's one of the main things that I focus on is that how the performance from, from all that, like, you know, working out a lot of times it didn't really translate to, to um, vastly improved performance with real sports or oh, like sure. real life stuff. Sure. Probably, probably did the opposite for us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Uh, what, what you and I were doing back in the day probably did the opposite for what we needed. Well, absolutely. A lot of times I would have to like totally unlearn, uh, unlearn things like, you know, like the constant, like doing heavy squats where you're, where you're constantly in external hip rotation, you're benching heavy. So you like, like your posture is all weird. Um, you know, your, your shoulders are rolled for, forward, et cetera. Um, and so, so th that was like one of the things that I, that I realized when I first got into the military. And then once I was on a team, it was kind of up to you to, to, to stay in shape and prepared yeah. for all the different types of missions that, that you That's might right. be Your ass on. better be in shape. That's what they said. Right. And, and, and so you're like, you're well, like the team guys are constantly having problem solve in terms of like, what kind of shape do you want to be in? Because like being a good runner, like, so, so you're, you're going to make sacrifices in terms of like, your strength, That's at right, least yeah. with weights and things like that. You start swimming a lot, your running goes down. So like, you can't really maintain super high proficiency with everything at the same time. So there's kind of like, that's one of the main problems I think with, um, or, or with, with our selection, we're trying to prepare people to be good at everything or to like learn everything really fast. And then once you're on a team, you're trying to do that for yourself. So um, and that's super difficult because you you really like I think you tend to only get good at the things you do and and things that oh, you sure. don't do 
you detrain super fast. Absolutely. That's why we rotate in and out. And we like, but you're looking for a baseline just if they can pick something up. Yes. Even if like our guys would fail certain things or they would be not up to standards, probably because they didn't even see it or if they had any kind of communication with it, they had a bad habit. So, yeah, I mean, you have to go back and break, break all that. I mean, you said that right. And you know what did that to us? War. I mean, they got our asses out of the gym, sent us to some foreign country. We had to figure out a way to stay in shape, and they learned how to streamline and kind of what worked. And then when we got back, we, well, we talked. I mean, I, bro, we were together, me, you, the PJs would be there. You'd have some Marines in. I mean, all of us in one house kind of doing one thing. No one wore uniforms. And, and I had no idea that we were in different branches. That, I mean, we're a hodgepodge of a, a gypsy camp of dudes thrown together to go fight. And then because of that, we learned how to work out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, in, in, in a certain very Spartan environment go, um, with, without, without access to a lot of things. Just the things that guys would come up with over there, just the gym ideas and how to work out, just especially the Marines, man. They would come up with some ways to work out over there with building gyms. The funniest thing you've ever seen, man. I mean, you were talking about some marine engineering. <laughs> That's awesome. You have to adapt and, and you learn to do more with less, I, I, I guess, in that environment. Um, I mean, I think one of the, the, the big problems was basically like, how do you generally prepare people for all situations when adaptation tends to be very specific? Yeah. Right. So, so for me, like after I got out of the military, I, I started... I, once I got off a team, well, I was, an, I was on a team, then I was an instructor, uh, but you still have that, that camaraderie, that sense of purpose. Um, at, when I got out of the military in 2005, I really missed that. I mean, it was, it was pretty hard for me not having that, that team, because I, you know, I, I didn't have like, um, like siblings or, or, or strong oh, family connections. After That's the worst now. thing that happens to us when they separate us. Yeah, it can be, it can be really hard for sure. Um, and again, just getting back to fundamentals, but family and community is, is obviously part of that. Um, but with that said, I mean, one of the things that, that really helped me out was I started boxing and doing Muay Thai. Um, and then with, with, with the, and I started going to Thailand to, to train at the camps with like the little kids that are between oh, nice. the ages yeah, of yeah. Like eight, to, you know, 24, um, you got 16 year olds with like 200 fights. Right. Yeah. Right. No uh, kidding. So, yeah, yeah badasses I mean, right over there, man. Cool. I mean, they're they're training forty hours a week. Oh. It's like four hours. It's three to four hours twice a day, six days a week. Yeah, that's a job and, for them. That's a real job. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what pays for the school a lot of times. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, but 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 training with 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 the ties um, was was another eye opener where I was in good shape. I was strong in terms of like calisthenics and lifting weights. But then, then you, you tie up with these guys in the clinch, right, which is like that upright wrestling that they do. And I remember that they had a 16-year-old in the middle of the ring preparing for a fight at Lumpini, which is, uh, which is a big stadium. And, and there was like four of us foreigners that all, we all outweighed him by probably 30 pounds or more. And, uh, and we could not get him down to the ground once. So basically, he, he would throw one of us down to the ground. And then the next guy would jump in. And he would do that for 45 minutes at the end of his workout. But the kid probably couldn't bench his body weight. Right. Different kind of strength. Yeah. Um, but that, that made me realize how specific adaptation is. Um, so That's environmental kind of adaptation. Is it fair to say yeah, that? Yeah, it's like... Environmental adaptation. 
It's like with it's, us, yeah. it, it had to be specialized because we our environment. Well, we had two wars. I mean, you're talking about mountains right. in the city, and then you had everything in between, the skirmishes everywhere. Guys were going in all different directions. So, I mean, each one of us had to be, yeah, specialized. But if they leave us in one environment for more than a couple months, sure, we're going to get really good at that. And something else mm. is going to go by the way. It's not that we don't know how to do it. You just got to knock the dust off of it kind of deal. Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess for, for, for me, the question was, like, how do you – generally prepare people because everybody's heard of general physical preparation. Yeah. Like how do you generally prepare people for all situations without a whole bunch of wasted energy? That's right. Um, That's like one, if man. adaptation is specific, how do my functional exercise programs generally prepare you for everything? Right. And for me, that was kind of like a real problem. When, when my first book, you are, you and Jim published, um, I got super lucky. It sold like a million copies in Germany Congratulations. And, and people calling me that's like functional training expert on the radio and stuff. And I was like, I, you know, I was like, Mark, like, if you're really honest with yourself, like, what do you really know about fitness? Except that like exercise doesn't really convert to improve performance all that well. Right. So that was like a real dilemma for me. And, uh, and, and so I was kind of working on that problem and for, for years, and I'm still working on that problem so that, so that we can basically get the most out of exercise in terms of general preparation. And, and the answer was simple. It's really just that it's about fundamentals, right? Like the, the basics, the fundamentals are the things that are, that are always getting used. And, and if your fundamentals are super strong, then it's much easier. To, oh, sure. yeah. it's, it's much easier for you to specialize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The base. If you, yeah. You set up the base. the base. I mean, it's almost the best way I've heard that explained is if you got the army, right. And then you got specialized programs in there. Like when you, when our guys are come back, you could tell who just got back from a deployment and who hadn't been on one in a while. And I mean, with the names of the guys, when they would walk in the door, they were built different. I mean, mm. they, they exercise different. That, that, that's how we had to break it down with by people wise is to have one, one group specialized in every single one of those departments. You're not going to have a lot of them. That's why we our groups like CCT, especially PJs, SEALs. I mean, those small unit tactics. So you can get an eye on all of them and they're the, the course just to get us in that program. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There's so much, man. You got the answer to that one, bro. You, you'd have, you'd save well, the American people. No, I mean, so the, so the thing is, it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And, but I, it's, but I think, difficult to talk about. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, so I would say though, the, the thing that like, what's the common denominator needed for all those different situations. 
right? And 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 I think it's locomotion. It's basically like your ability to get from point A to point B. If you think about all the different infiltration techniques that um, that 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 you need to be proficient in, whether it's overland, fast rope, um, finning, underwater, etc., like basically like one of the main things that that you you need um, as a special ops guy and and as a regular person as well, you need to be really good at getting from point A to point B, yeah. locomotion. Um, and, and I think a good exercise program focuses on making you good at, um, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but I think it's like getting up and down off the ground and, and basically getting from point A to point B. So a good exercise program should make you better at walking, running, sprinting, um, and things like climbing. He made me think of something when you said something. Confidence goes into that. So imagine I got all, all our training scenarios are running through that is actually the exercise in itself. And so do you actually get stronger or does your confidence get better? Right. And then you because when you're when your confidence is up, you see these guys doing these crazy maneuvers. And then if you take a break from it from for about three months, it goes away for whatever reason. I right. mean, it's kind of like your body and your mind aren't synced back up. Because you'll run into those guys who are like, oh, I used to bench 500 pounds. I hadn't worked out in two years. I could still do it. Well, uh, so much change is in between that. And if you could pinpoint like, okay, so what is that exactly? Is it your confidence has gone away? Is it you're focused on something else? Your mind and your body, they should line back up. Because the minute you figure out that you can, that not only have you done it, you can do it again. It's like walking. As a minute when you mm -hmm. fall down, you get back up. You know that part, you got it down. And if you could just keep stacking that, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough. You're right. I mean, I, I would say confidence and actual strength. I mean, I, I, they, they, they probably go, go hand in hand. Um, and, but I would say a, a big part of being confident is really having strong fundamentals. Um, because again, those, those are the sure. things needed for all situations. Sure. So if you think about like missing certain fundamentals, like, like, um, like I define basically like the, the, the basics of, of fitness. Um, you got posture, you got joint functions, and you got weight shifting. I think those are the first three because those are the things that are always being used. Um, and, and as an example, like if, if you, if certain joint functions are missing, like, like internal hip rotation or external shoulder rotation, and now you're trying to learn some, some new movement, like for jujitsu or for throwing or, or whatever it is. Um, you can't get into the right positions because you're missing certain joint functions. But yeah, and I, I would say additionally, like, um, you know, like getting up and down off the ground, like you were saying, it's, uh, you know, those are the things that you learn first in life as a, like, as a toddler and a little kid, right? It was all about like getting up and down off the ground and getting from point A to point B. So, and, and I think like, I kind of use that as, as part of my argument to say that like, these are the basics of fitness or athletic ability. Sure. Every day starts with it. I mean, you can't fundamentally make it any better than that. Because you, the only thing you could add to it is laying down. How about you still got to pick yourself up and get from point A to point B? Whatever you put in front of that is your weight. Uh, yeah, mm. you can't break it down any. I got a loaded question for you, Mark. So, okay. there's a lot of people out there that feel like you know they're too far gone in their fitness journey, or maybe they're super overweight, or maybe they have a disability. Uh, you know, maybe they're older that feel like they just can't anymore. Like, and, and I think that wow. that's. So with you kind of talking about these fundamentals of getting up and down and getting from point A to B, I feel like those are the things that you see most people that are in those situations struggling with, getting up, yes. walking upstairs, get you know, all that. What would you say 
or like the top three exercises? Like if, if you were picking out three individual exercises that someone could just start with, what would those mm. three be? Okay. I mean, first of all, uh, I think you're, you're, you're spot on in your assessment there in terms of people that are pretty far gone. Um, and the, like, what are they struggling with? I mean, they're struggling from getting from place to place. Um, and, and again, I would just say like the, the, the athletic skills that we learn first in life, like those are the skills that we lose late, like later in life. And that's when life really becomes hard. Um, so, so like, again, I think, I think the basics of, um, of athletic ability are, can, can, can be found in largely in, in your ability to get up and down off the ground. And start right? with that. Like, start with that. So, right. Like when you get, when you get older, like you start to realize like it's kind of hard to get up and down off the ground and you kind of become a little bit less secure in, in, in the things you do. Cause you, you start, you start worrying about falling. You're on a, like if you're on a slippery surface and I think anybody over 40 or 50 knows what I'm talking about. You become a little less sure on your feet. And I think it has a lot to do with your ability to control the transitions between, between lying, kneeling and standing positions. Um, because so um, so I would say like a really basic thing to do. And I was, I was doing it today, basically as a cool down, I practice, I go from a backline position and I, I roll and transition to like a, a crawling, a single kneeling, and then a standing position. And then I do it backwards and I do it on both sides. So just getting up and down off the ground like that, um, is a really wonderful thing to do. And if you have older people in your life that that um, that are, are are struggling with with walking and things like that, um, that's a really good way to, to to make them more more secure on their feet. Sure. So it all starts there. It, I mean, it, it come, all come in on our back. Yeah, yeah. First steps, man. First thing you got to do is pick yourself up. Don't do push ups. Don't do anything like that. Just sit down, pick yourself up. Lay down, pick yourself up. And I mean, if you get your ass with that bad. And don't look at it like you've gone so far you, you, into a direction you can't come back from. Just like, you, hey, look, you've gotten really good at this direction. Mm. And you got to your destination and you're looking for something else to do. Well, you got to start by walking in the other direction. To start by walking in the direction, you got to start by picking yourself up and putting yourself back down. You know, break it down to your basics. I, I was talking to a guy the other day. He stopped me. Just I was walking out of this building. He's like, how do you, what do you do to get your mind back to where you need to be? I was like, there's a, a lot that goes into it, really. But I also started, I went back and started watching the movies that built me. Like, I, it's like bringing the people back around when I, from my childhood that molded me into the, my, my mental game, my physical game. Just those old movies and old books, I just reread them, and it sparked that flame that, that, that it did in the beginning. It was still in there. It had just been, you know, shadowed down or blown out or whatever you want to call it. But I, I, that was one of the things I did. I always surrounded myself with the people who motivated me. With fitness, I, I kind of uh, apply sort of um, backwards planning to it, and I think fitness is really it's it's about survival. Basically, like fitness is your ability to survive, sure. which yep. depends on your ability to, to to problem solve, especially like essential problems. And like the 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 one problem that you always have to solve for everything else is locomotion, your ability to get from point A to point B and to do it efficiently and safely. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess to, to, to get back to that, answering that question, like the top three exercises, um, I mean, breaking it down to single exercises is really hard because, um, I, but I would say the, the first three things that people should do is basically 
in, in different lying positions where it's easy, um, reestablish basic joint functions for the hips, spine, and shoulders. So what, like and, crawling? And so, no, so so the, you can do crawling positions as well. Yeah, um, but my exercise programs at, at Mark One On Demand, basically like you, you were talking about people that feel like they're too far gone to ever like get their fitness back. And and I think it's the key there is to, to find the right entry point, like take it all the way back to the start. Yeah. So, so what I have to do is starting out in a backline position, doing really super easy movements to cover all the joint functions for the hip, spine, and shoulders. And I'm talking like just reaching to the side, reaching over their head, um, maybe like rolling their knees left, rolling their knees right. Um, so you have spinal rotation, you have um, uh, shoulder flexion, extension, internal rotation, external rotation. So in these different line positions, like back line, side line, front line, and you can do crawling, um, you, you just do the, you have these really simple exercises to, to allow people to regain these basic joint functions. Like, re, like a child, like somebody being reborn again. That's the first thing kids do, man. They're just reaching I mean, everywhere. Trying to get that, that I copy. Exactly. Um, and then from there, I'll progress them to, to exercises in a crawling position and, uh, and like single kneeling positions. And, and at that point you start having, you start integrating things like weight shifting. Yeah. Right. So it's another basic thing. Like everything you do involves joint functions, obviously. And then every, like every step you do involves a lateral weight shift. If you throw a punch, there's a lateral weight shift. If you throw a ball, there's a lateral weight shift. So getting good at controlling like side to side rhythmic weight shifting is super applicable to everything you do. Um, So, I mean, so I'm really trying to like isolate these basic functions and improve these basic functions that are always getting used so that people's training is just as as efficient as possible. So you get the most for the least in terms of carryover and actual performance. No, that's brilliant. I mean, it's logical yeah, too. I mean, when you break it down, if you, if you get hurt or get to a point and you, someone pulls you into the gym and starts throwing weight all you, like, hey man, start from the beginning. Just like you came in here, like rolling around on your back a little bit. If you can get over there, that'll build a muscle and that will tighten up those hips and everything. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think things like lifting weights should be built on those fundamentals because, I mean, so I like to lift weights and I like to do a lot of things like swing a kettlebell and stuff like that, um, pull a sled, but uh, but it, it, it has to be ba- built on a foundation of um, solid athletic fundamentals. And I think we don't really ask what, what are those athletic fundamentals? Those are the essentials. Um, and I think fitness is still a really sort of wishy-washy sort of subject that's sort of convoluted um, in terms of like, what is it that people actually need? Oh, it's you know, like an ocean. I mean? Man, there's it's so, so much stuff out there. It's like, how do you get to this? And, and, and I, yeah, that's right. There's so much knowledge out there. It's almost like somebody needs to redo the Arnold's encyclopedia. I mean, the, the pendulum swung from one extreme. To the other, right. We were kids to the opposite extreme. I mean, now there's so much information and so much of it contradicts. Um, there's so much contradicting information. It's really um, sort of difficult to, to sort through all that. And yeah, again, like so, so, so my solutions to that have just been basically sort of backwards planning, um, trying to clearly define like what is fitness. And I think it's about survival and problem solving. And then finding the common denominator so we, so that we get the most for the least, which is about, it's about the fundamentals and basics. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In your problem. environment. I'm like, you, you, you don't need to be in this kind of shape to, to live in that environment. I get that. 
Yeah, right. I mean, I, right. I, I think there's a lot to be said for like. It won't naturally let that happen. Like you have to go above and beyond. And that's how you can tell a lot of people what they do for a living by the environment, by the, their environment and everything and, and how they, they look because it, it, it molds that. Like with us in our environment, it kept shifting. So our bodies would shift between this massive He-Man looking thing to a slender G.I. Joe to, I mean, our whole lives till we got out, even after we got out. Well, absolutely. And, 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 and that, I think that experience for me really helped to shape my opinion because I was able to see how I perform oh, yeah. um, in right. different situations with different types of, let's say, like fitness. Right. Uh, like I remember getting really strong and being super happy about like the, the weights I can lift and then doing a, uh, a monster mash. Right. Um, um, which in the, in the, in, um, at Herbert, Herbert field, um, was basically like a, an obstacle course that we put together and I was sucking, you know, and there's, there's these little skinny runners that are, that are like crushing me. Oh yeah. Like gazelles, um, man. They just fly through. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the um, biggest thing is when people get disappointed when they get their ass kicked by something that's a completely different species than they are. Like, man, if you're not a runner and somebody comes <laughs> running past you, don't get upset. I well, mean, I think as, as an operator, and and if if you're not good at getting from point A to point B, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle on the mission because you're going to need to, like, you're going to be sliding down ropes. You're going to be climbing up cave and ladders. You're going to be doing an overland. I mean, unless it's, like, something really quick, you're jumping out of the back of a helicopter yeah. and, like, hitting up a building or something. But if, if there's anything um, longer than that, I think a lot of times, like just being really big and strong uh, is not enough. Like you have to be good at getting from point A to point B. Sure. I mean, we, we got them guys. We got all the all types. That was one of the things that the two, that our generation had to go through that, that what it spit out. I'm like, it's almost like uh, when someone refers to, Hey man, show them the goods. And when, when people hear that, they automatically think materialistic things. Like with us, when someone's like, hey, man, show him the goods. And that means like what's inside that joker. Like when he starts to go into work, like when he starts to teach people how to work out, you can see that there's something different inside of him that no one else has. Just by the way he articulates his words. And, and then you would have one of our guys, man, they can work out, but they can't speak that. They, they, they couldn't tell somebody how to do it. They don't understand the fundamental part. They just see through different eyes. It doesn't it just makes them different? Don't make them a bad person or anything. And they're just man. Some of us are designed for different things for sure. Yeah, they probably just don't have as much time on their hands as me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who who takes the time to think about who these the hell things? Thinks I mean, of that? right, exactly. Yeah, man. Seriously. I mean that. I mean, so I think like my advantage in a sense, like partly my advantage came from. I mean, one, I had a, a, a unique a unique set of experiences um, as as an operator and, and then a trainer at various schools and then coming out and tie boxing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but part, part of it, uh, part of it now is also that I got, I, I really got lucky with the timing of my first book, um, sold a million copies, um, and, and published more books. So I had, I had, I had good passive income, um, for quite a while and, and, and I had lots of feedback from users, but, um, and I kind of had that problem where like, I kind of knew that I didn't really know, but, but yeah, I've had a lot of time and, um, to, well, to think about these things and try to like clearly define them. Yeah. Reflection. I mean, receive, yeah, reflect, respond. I mean, you, you got thrown into it. Her life, that, that's completely different. And, and when you, and I was going to ask you this, I ask a lot of my buddies, this is like, Hey, when we were operating is one thing and I never had a chance to come back and be an instructor. 
I got I okay. bypassed that one. But most of the guys who came back, you kind of even if you didn't want to do it, doing it may changed everything. Because if you can teach the guys how to do it, uh-huh. then that's that that's how you know you know it. I mean, putting something in your head is one thing; it works for you. But if you can spit it out, and all the other guys can be like, "I got that. It's logic." Like you've been the whole time we've been in here. Logically, I follow you. I'm following you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, I, absolutely. And, and and that was a big part of um, me putting these ideas together. Um, well, for, first of all, I, I, I guess I, I didn't want to be a fraud. I didn't want to be out there telling people I'm an expert when I didn't really know. Um, again, because I, I felt like exercise doesn't work that well. It's like an inefficient process for improving overall performance and injury resistance. Um, so, so I, I really went to work on that problem and, 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 I, you know, I, I got really lucky with, um, with, with one of the guys that I met and that, that trained me a bit, Rafael Ruiz. And, uh, he was a strength and conditioning coach for collegiate and, 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 uh, and, and professional, uh, teams. He, he was, he was, uh, and Anthony Tarver's, um, strength and conditioning coach when he became world champion, he was a strength and conditioning coach at, at the U S Olympic swim team. And, uh, and he kind of put me on the right track um, when he overheard. So I had actually, what, what, what was that? Uh, Eastbound. What was the name of that show? Eastbound and Down. Uh, about the washed up baseball player. Eastbound and Down. <laughs> What's it, what again? Eastbound and Down. <laughs> yes. And there was a line in there that I absolutely loved because all the CrossFit stuff was getting really popular. Um, and he, he's, he's, his ex-girlfriend is there and her current boyfriend's there. He's like a triathlete. And he says, Oh, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're the baseball star. I'm a little bit like you, right? Like I'm a, I'm a triathlete. Um, and he's like, no, we're not the same. Like I'm a real athlete with God given talent. I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. Right. I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. I loved it. I'm not trying to be the best at exercising because exercise tends to make you good at exercise and not much else. Yeah. Um, but the guy Raphael kind of he overheard that, and uh, and when I was training with him in the next the the next time, he said, you know, the the thing that will really improve overall performance is improved joint alignment. So if you if you get people into better joint alignment, they're they're going to perform better because that's what you need for everything. Yeah. Like you have to get into the right positions. You said something earlier. I I hadn't thought about it the way you explained it. So there's a difference between performance and exercise health. Like, well, in the military, we have to do performance types, like upstairs, down the road. And then there's getting your body, working your, your breath out and exercising fundamentally. Absolutely. And if you train one a person the wrong way in that, it, it'll, it doesn't do what it's supposed to, for sure. 
Yeah. I think, I mean, one of the problems in the military that, that I think continues to be a problem and it's probably still not addressed. I, I know they have a lot of strength conditioning coaches and I know the Navy was really kind of like at, at, at the, um, at the tip of that, as far as like getting good, real athletic trainers to, to train you guys during your training. And I yeah. think even like at the team level, yeah. um, but I think one of the problems too, is that the standards for the, the trainees um, are things like push-ups, sit-ups, flutter kicks, pull-ups are pretty u- useful. Um, and, you know, they're basically like, so you're, you're, you're spending a lot of time and energy getting these guys good at something that isn't really useful. Um, I mean, so, so push-ups are great and everything, but they, they don't really make you good at being an operator. Like I, I feel like with the, the main thing you need to be, be good at is you need to have a pack on your back and you need to be able to hump it out. You need to be able to climb, get up and down off the ground, uh, with a pack on. Um, so I mean, when I was an instructor in the Air Force, I think that was one of the problems is that the the PT standards aren't really an accurate reflection of the the actual needs of an operator. Oh, no. Uh, That happened to us on all fronts. I remember showing up to Iraq with a Vietnam flak jacket on one time. I mean, you know, everything, all this, everything we thought we had trained for. The first, remember the shakeout patrols when we first go into country? You had to get out there with your body armor and your rifle and the new theater, and you would talk about a kick in the shorts, man. I mean, literally, the only way you can get good at something is get in there and just do it. You know, I mean, just yeah, freaking do it. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of those yeah. kind of guys, like if you want to learn a language, some people can read it from a book and do it, or some of us have to go road test it. I mean, just put their asses in there and let them do it, man. For sure. How did your early years in uh, Thailand like influence the way you train now and the way you teach now? Um, so it, it was about I, I was training at Thai boxing camps, and and anybody that's familiar with Muay Thai knows that they keep it simple, right? There's there's not a lot of flowery movements in there. It's not like kung fu or anything like that. It's 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 basic and it's simple, and they really achieve sort of amazing heights by drilling these basic movements um, with mind numbing repetition. Um, and, and everybody knows like in MMA, for example, like Muay Thai is very effective. Um, so. That's not for debate, is it? I've never heard it up for debate. I hope it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's up for debate. Oh, okay. right? I, was I, like, mean, I, uh, I don't even think that's up for debate. Exactly. Um, so, so one of the main things that I saw there is, the value of drilling fundamentals with mind numbing repetition and, and the value of keeping it simple, basically like what's the most effective and, you know, figure that out. Like what are the essentials and then get rid of everything else and then just drill those things um, until you reach really high levels of proficiency. Um, I would say that was one of the main things that I saw. Uh, And, and, and of course also it made me realize how much, proficiency is dependent on repetition, right? It's not necessarily intensity, it's repetition. So, um, and, and that, and I would say that's definitely reflected in my training now, again, like I'm, I'm talking about like, what are the, 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 the basics, the fundamentals that, which are the essentials and, uh, and, and how to create sort of logical, um, skill-based progressions that we just drill with repetition yeah. and, yeah, and that's what keeps you healthy. Yeah, and training. 
I mean, thousands of times, just even just do just going through the motions before we'd actually let us go out there and do it. Almost as if you're building the pattern in your brain with the numbers, or there's a shell that comes on you. However you want to do it, ropes tied to you. So when the, when that thought comes into your head, your your body automatically does it. And I think that's why we get so proficient at walking. And there's a couple of things that we do. Like I, that, that 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 every morning when you get up and you you get after it, the body gets so good at it that it's just common. You can train that into this into your body. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Absolutely. And I think that's a really big and, and a very important part of training is the way we um, uh, just an, a basic understanding of, of how we adapt and learn and basically how we habitualize um, behavior. Right. So so really a, an important part of a good exercise program is to to ingrain um, good habits. Yeah. So like it's, it's about maintaining good joint alignment. And for example, like what is like being able to maintain good posture and so that you do it automatically and you do not, you're not like, it doesn't feel awkward when you do it. I was just saying like, so, so the repetition is, is one of those things. Like when you first start doing something, it feels awkward, it feels weird with enough repetition, it, it starts to become automatic and, and it becomes a habit, right? And, and you just, you start out with very simple things and, and gradually increase the complexity yeah. of, of, of what you're teaching. And I, I think it's important to say, and to correct me, I mean, add to this or take away from it, please. It happens. You get into this repetitive motion where the body will start doing it. And then there's little cues in there that, that'll show up like, okay, wait, straighten your posture up. I mean, throughout the day. And you can get away from it. People are like, hey, do I, is there a point to where I have to stop thinking about it? No. I mean, it's like you got to practice. you got to stay with it because if you shift your focus to something else and solely concentrate on that, your mind and body will get rid of it and go and throw it somewhere else to make room for it. Whatever, just put, put whatever's in front. It's not that it's not in there. It is. But like, yeah, it, just little – it's like showing it respect. Like, hey, man, every now and again, pay attention to it. Like, talk to it. Send a text message. Whatever you want to call it. But if you don't, um, it'll go away. For sure. I mean, you know, I live in Thailand, which is a, a Buddhist culture. And, um, and and they're always talking about mindfulness. You know, it's basically just paying attention, like paying attention to how you behave, paying attention to how you interact with other people. Um, and, 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 and like I said, like a big part of, of our behavior is – is our habits like, and, and, and a lot of our behavior is automatic because of in, incredible repetition. But I think, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Like we have to pay attention to the automatic stuff um, so that we don't get stuck. Oh yeah. You know, we can continue to evolve, <laughs> we can continue to, to learn and, and adapt. Right. 
Have you ever walked across a human and they, and, and they just like he said, a moment will make them react a certain way. Be like, damn, how long you've been training to have that kind of reaction? Like, where'd you grow up for that, that to come out of you? Because if that wasn't a thing, we'd all react the same way, no matter where you grew up. I, I, right. I mean, that's how you know this place is different, and so are we. So be mindful that when you walk in, you, you never know what you're going to run into out there. Mm. And that's why discipline's so important. Like, go, if you lead with that, like, respect, people can pick that up, especially guys who are highly trained. Like, if you go in with an attitude and bad intentions, man, we'll feel you before you even show up. Mm. That, that's, a, that's a real thing, especially guys who have been heightened in, 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 in combat all the time, man. That never goes away. So that's why we always say, hey, man, just go in there. Don't, don't looking for one. I mean, always be ready for something, but just go in with us, like, go in to learn with an open mind and a, and a happy, a good attitude. So, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think. So in terms of fundamentals, again, like you're talking to a guy with a lot of time on his hands and I probably have like some, some unique <laughs> interests. Like I don't really watch much TV. Um, but I think, like, I think it, it really starts with um, like, okay, like let's clearly define uh, fundamentals um, regarding human movement. I think it starts with attention. Like the first thing we have is attention. Um, and it's the first thing that you had before you were even born, right? I, I would imagine. And then the next thing is breathing. So you have attention. You have you basically have control of attention. You have control of breathing. You have um, posture, um, individual joint functions, and then putting that together for rhythmic side to side weight shifting. Um, but yeah, I mean, being able to pay attention to what you're doing and then change based on your environment, like you said, is key to, to being able to, to adapt and learn, which is what an operator obviously always needs. I mean, that's the thing, like you can, you can teach anybody to, to do for the most part, like the things that are needed in most selection courses, what you can't do is teach it in the timeline that's given with all the extra added stress. And and the only reason we do that is because we want to see what happens when you get under stress. Because that's that's kind of the whole point, for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant way of saying that. And no one knows what to think, it, even if you have an idea. When you come in there and you're around everybody, and it gets and it starts going, it's crazy. I mean, I, the reflection time we've had now, I can tell you've had a lot of time to think about all the stuff that we went through. Because just the way you explain it, you can always tell somebody's thought about something, even if they get put on the moment on the spot. If they if they'll throw something out that they're like, hey man, not only that guy been through that and reacted probably differently. That's a notice. That's the thing. I as we grow older, I was like, man, I would have reacted differently. I did react differently to that situation. And and just to say that out loud knows that you're growing. That you you've, you've mm-hmm. aged. Like man, back in my good old days, I'd have torn you up, man. <laughs> but then you get you grow older and you get to the instructor phase, and it's just the point where. I can understand why some people get upset at certain ages. That's part of this, man. It's all designed to teach you something. But um, always go back to your basics. That, the, the yeah. bre- I never knew how important breathing was, and they taught me about it my whole life. I, I, uh-huh. They never really put too much, like, pay attention to that breathing part. Because mm-hmm. we do it automatically. But you're right. You can right. also control it. Right. And once you learn how to, no one exercises their breath. That's actually why you go into the gym, why you run, why you get excited is to get that breath going. So if you take time to actually train that sucker, I know no one ever told me that. Mm. I mean, so 
I mean, I, I, I guess you, you, you learn that maybe as an operator or well, as an athlete. Yeah, coming, yeah, right, yeah, like coming through and running to you, running to people like you who's like, hey, I, I get your physical part and your mental part, but have you ever checked this part out? And it made so much mm -hmm. sense to me that I, I was like, well, the first thing you do when you check on board down here is get your breath. I was like, how have you been exercising that thing? Do you pay attention to it? Do you? And, and once they logically talk to me like that, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, it's. I guess it's. It, it's. You know, we. I guess we're talking about self control and things like that. But you know, self control is like a really sort of interesting subject because, like, what is it that I really have control over? Like, do I? You know, I don't have perfect control over my behavior. I do. A, you know, I talk about efficiency and stuff like that. But come on, like, we all have our things. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um, For so, sure. Like, do I have? Do I have control over my emotions? I mean, to some degree, yeah, I can influence them in my thoughts. But like, so. I think like getting greater control over things like your attention, like what are you putting your attention on and, and con controlling your, 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 your breathing that does a lot to influence your feelings. I think like I was Everything. doing some breathing exercises before I came on with you guys and it helped. Um, so it's just one of those things that you can sort of like gain better control of yourself. I do it and every I think morning. That's really what it's about. Like joint functions, posture, it's, it's self-control on a basic level. A lot of that's scenario based. The thing with us, when we send us overseas out of our environments, you every scenario, I mean, you get thrown into so many different scenarios that your your breath reacts off of it. The fir first time you ever get into anything, you'll react like a child, kind of labored breathing, you know, you, cry, you know, whatever. But the more time you, you, you actually spend with your breath in the environment, the more the, the smoother it gets, right? And the first person oh. to lose a fight, the first person to, to, to lose anything is the first person to lose their breath, to get flustered and frustrated. And, and when they when they talked to me like that, I was like, all right, oh, you got my attention now, man. And he goes, you hear mind, body, and spirit all the time. We've always heard that. And like some people are born into this world are body people. We happen to be like that. I mean, you can tell when someone walks in just by looking at you. And you're not born with that. I mean, you had to put work yeah. into getting that. That's discipline. That, that ought to tell you it's something wrong. immediately. And then there's some people who all they do is go to school and read. They're all mind people. They don't go to the gym. And then we have the spirits down here. They wear beads and crystals, and they don't go to the gym. Man. But if you ever run across somebody who trains all three of them, knowing what, what happens to your body when you do the gym route, and knowing what happens to your mind when you go to school. Now, mm. you and I both know what happens when you train your spirit. And when all three of those start working together, and then you get into the scenarios to, to work those, man, that's a different world we're talking about. And, and that's why ages rank. And I, the, the missing part for me was my breath control. And, ha and, had a pra uh -huh. and I practice it every day now. It's, it's actually, I spend more time doing that than I do in the gym or anything else. You mean kind of like a, almost like a, a sitting meditation? Both. Type? Both. Yeah. First thing in the morning. I, mean, I, I don't like using the word meditation. I don't either. I don't use that. Yeah. Same kind of, here. It becomes weird. Like, oh, like I'm not like a lot of people do different things, but. I'm not knocking um, that word by any means, but I'm, I do it the same, probably talking about the same way you are. I mean, there's different breaths for different motions and I train those for the scenario. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, so the, the way I, I explain the value of, um, again, I, I don't usually use the word meditation because it's, it's somewhat, um, again, convoluted in, in terms of meaning, but, uh, like when I sit, you know, I say sit and I'm sitting on the floor, usually on a cushion. Um, I think it has tremendous value because when I'm sitting there with, with my hips close to the ground, like what's it improving? It's improving my posture because I have to lift my chest to sit on the ground. Um, and, and then I'm, 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 I'm paying attention to, to, to my breathing. 
So it gives me greater control over my attention. And you can move your attention around like you can move anything else around. Like I can move the attention from my left ear down to my right toe. Like your attention can be moved around. Um, And learning to control your attention, um, you know, by focusing on your breath, for example, it's, it's powerful because those are things that get used for everything. Everything. So everything. So like you're using, you know, you spend 10 minutes a day to improve something that affects everything you do throughout the rest of the day. And it's powerful. When they explain that to me as well, like hey, when you start concentrating on your breathing, all right, now, now, well, what do you do? All right, well, you focus on that little toe. Can you feel it? Do you know it's there? Okay, yeah. that's part of that's how you do it. They're like, now go to the next one. See if you can wiggle it without, and, and see if you can just go through and, and activate your body. That's what we're talking about. Oh no, wow! No okay, ever, that's awesome. You know what I'm talking about? Like no one ever hit hit me with that kind of analogy i guess is a bit because you and i use different words to describe some, some things and and i get that it's just kind of where we come from you and i speak the same language though not only yeah, that sure. even if you throw some slang out i'll get what you're saying i mean i, I can okay. i can track you that's a blessing you and i have most people don't have that mm. so like they'll hear something and it'll if it if they don't understand it it'll shut them down sometimes it'll piss them off which is worse Right, especially if they feel like it contradicts something that, that's that right. they believe. Yeah, that's, um, that's completely right. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that, that, that common ground is definitely important. Um, yeah, and I try not to get off on a tangent on what I'm talking about. Stuff that, like, you know, I'm really into <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. I, mean, I can go down those rabbit holes. I was like, because there's a there is a point in there, but to get to it is you, you gotta add, you gotta keep so much information in there. Stuff for sure. Speaking of control and breath work. Yeah, there's like a little, there's uh, a little uh, note about you in here. It says uh, you hold the world record or the the military record for your underwater swimming. Is this is this still true? Is that kicking um, out military record? I so again the pararescue combat control indoctrination course, um, which is now just the pararescue indoctrination course, had a record board and um, it had a record board for for various events. Um, basically, all the evaluation criteria such as push ups, sit ups, pull ups. Um, the different runs, like three mile, three and a half, four mile, all the way to six mile run. And then they had a, they had an underwater record, um, which when I went, when, when I went there, this was back in 97, I went to the pararescue combat control indoctrination course. The underwater record at that time was 117 meters. And, and that's basically just swimming back and forth underwater in a pool um, oh, okay, this is written wrong. <laughs> this, this is written down here wrong. Is oh, so you're kicking out? That's that's pretty amazing. That's a good one. You at 223 yards? No, um, I think that I think the world record is 223 yards or something. Like I was that. about to say, man, that's no. that's good stuff. I'm 133. That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's two yeah. minutes and 23 minutes yeah, of, man, uh, of swimming. All right, that's pretty cool. Water, yeah. All right, man. So how can people follow you to keep in touch with you? What do we need to do to let everybody? Um, so as far as um, I have a website, Um, I've I've just published a, a new book called Strong and Lean, which is about it's basically nine minute workouts. They're nine minute circuits where you do three exercises. Uh, you do three rounds with three exercises. And uh, so you get very comprehensive, complete workouts that develop your whole body, that focus on athletic fundamentals, build you up gradually, step-by-step, and then really get into some like pretty serious strength training using bodyweight exercises. Um, So these are comprehensive exercise programs. 
Um, you can find you can find all my books at Amazon.com and any major bookseller. Um, so my website, MarkLauren.com. I have I have Instagram, uh, Mark Lauren Training, and I would say that's that's the main thing. Uh, my website and maybe Instagram. I got like half a million people on um, Facebook, but I'm not really that much of a social media guy, to be honest. I do because I have to. Roger that. Right, we'll make sure we put it out there, though, brother. All right, man. Hey, yeah. through all this, if you can leave our listeners with something. Went on. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think general health and well-being, it, it really depends on doing basic things really well. A lot of times when we're, when we're thinking about fitness, uh, we're thinking about a lot of things like, you know, bodybuilding and doing backflips and doing handstand pushups or whatever. Um, it's it. That's not what you need to, to, to be strong and to be healthy in, in, in real life. Um, so and it doesn't really take that much time and effort. So if especially if you're a, a beginner or at, even at an intermediate level, um, if you're doing the right things, you don't really need to spend a ton of time and energy training in order to in order to feel good, to move well and, and be healthy. Um, and that's what that's what my programs are about. But I, I think one of the main things that keep people from from really getting fit, honestly, is doing too much, especially in the beginning. And, and what happens when you do too much, you end up not doing enough because you become inconsistent. Like you start off. Yeah. And burn out. Yeah. With all that time and energy, you do it for a week. Then you're like, you know what? Forget this. And then you stop. So if yeah. you can just do something small that's meaningful and useful and then build on that, that's the way to go. Start small and progress gradually. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you, brother. You're welcome, man. Thanks again for doing this. Hey, it's a real honor, man. We're glad to see your uh, success with this podcast. Pretty amazing. I appreciate that, man. Right, thanks for, yeah. for stepping up, stepping in there and doing all that. And I, nothing, nothing but continued success for you, bro. Seriously. Cause I, just to hear you talk, the reflection part and that, this, that phase repeats itself. So once you go back in now with all the, what, what the knowledge, it just, it'll, it'll keep growing. And everything you said is on point, man. The, the breaking it down to the basics. I love that part. I'm, my mother lives down the road with, um, she's dealing with walking too. the basics like hey man just stand up sit back just do that for a little bit well then we'll work about something else that's that's perfect so thank you for the wisdom that's what it was and be safe great great holidays bro if you need anything uh keep in touch okay bless you all you too man god bless you cheers thank you As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.